Escucha, hermano, está J. Barley. Pero no es así. No quiere. Ya es joven. Eso es que importa. Nada más. All right. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Maybe do you want to just adjust it down a little bit further? Uh, yeah, right about here. I'll, I'll just do it for you. There we go, right okay. there. <clears throat> All right, so you, you are... Uh, so I'm Ron, Ronald Joe Wheelock. Okay. Here, known as the Gringo Shaman. The Gringo Shaman. Yeah, I've been here. Living here 20 years in, in Iquitos. Wow. And how, how did you get interested in ayahuasca? Where did you first hear about ayahuasca? I didn't hear from about ayahuasca for a long time. I was very interested in shamanism most of my life. Okay. Read a lot of books on... Carlos Castaneda was a great inspiration. So I had this dream that one day when my home was paid for, I wanted a good Chevrolet truck with a trailer, a couple of mules. I wanted to go to the Rocky Mountains and start packing in the mountains and hopefully stumble across a Native American medicine man. All my friends like, Ron, nice dream. <laughs> Probably never happened. Oh, thanks for your support. <laughs> so one day, a friend brought a, a magazine by, a Shaman's Drum. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know there was magazines on shamanism. So he was just kind of flaunting it off to me. I was like, well, loan it to me. You know, I'm the guy you loan me a book. I give it back. Most people you loan a book. <laughs> it disappears. Yeah, it's the last time you ever see it. Yeah. You just will give it away. So he left me the, the magazine, and I got to look into there, and there was many ads about uh, journeys to the rainforest and, and various places, but more in that focused on the Amazon and Peru. Like, hmm, my home's paid for. I'm single. I don't know anybody. Never really thought about leaving the U.S. Maybe I'd like to know the, the Amazon. How old were you at this time? Uh, I was around, pretty, somewhere around 40. So I'm like, well, I started inquiring in some of the ads. There was quite a difference in prices. Finally, a lady called me one day and she said, if I was to knock three or $400 off the price of my group, would that interest you? Yeah, well, tell me more. So we talked for a while and then she said, we will be participating with some ceremonies, ancient ceremonies with the indigenous. That the indigenous people have been using this hallucinogenic vine called ayahuasca for approximately around 3,000 years. Wow. Well, that really set the hook. Yeah. I said, okay, what I need to do. You have a passport? No, what do you get one of them? You need to do all this stuff quick because the group's coming up pretty short. So it was in March. My birthday's in March. Nothing ever went so perfect in my life. Everything, I got the passport, I paid her for the, the ticket, my airfare, Got her, her deposit, her money. Everything went perfect. Most perfect thing of my life. So I came here in March of 96. And until she told me about ayahuasca, I, had, I thought I knew all hallucinogenic. Had you, had you tried hallucinogens before this? I'd tried LSD. I'd had mushrooms. I'd tried peyote. But uh, never heard of ayahuasca. I'm like, hmm psychedelic vine. 
But uh, yeah, when I came here, I really connected with Don Augustine the moment I met him. He was waiting at the airport for us with a bus. Back back then, uh, the flights were direct from Miami to uh, to Iquitos, and they arrived right around midnight. So, yeah, I really connected with him and fell madly in love with the jungle. And while I was here, I made arrangements to come back in November of the same year and stayed for five months. What What was the first experience you had with ayahuasca like? Oh wow, I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> There was a few people from the village that drank with us. One or two of them threw up before I did. But I was the first one in my group to throw up. As soon as I threw up, the visions came on. Wow. And I can remember them today as clear as the first time. But uh, immediately I seen a, a river in flood stage and a huge anaconda swirling in the river. Wow. And the next thing, I was in the water. And I could see fish swimming by me, stingrays, wow. all these things. Perp, uh, the, the pink dolphins, fish. And then I swam through the Amazon River. Wow. And then entered into the ocean. Then I could see dolphins, octopuses, whales beside me. Then I come out of the water, and when I come out of the water, I transformed into an eagle, and I flew inland quite a ways. Wow. Landed in a tree, and when Is I landed... Is this all in, with your eyes closed? All with my eyes closed. Landed in a tree, and when I landed in a tree, I was a jaguar laying on a limb. I had done uh, seven months in prison for marijuana, and I had recently just got off of parole, so I was free to go. And when I looked down from the limb in the tree, I seen myself Whoa. in a cage. Wow. And then I purged again. But it was like it's like I got rid of all the shit that I had put up with in prison. I, and I had it in my mind. I'm like, I'd like to bottle this up and ship it back to the prison. Here's all the shit I had to <laughs> people. But in our meeting the next day, the group leader said, but Ron... It's your shit. It's not theirs. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. <laughs> when did you know that you wanted to be a shaman and help other people? Well, pretty young in life. So before you drank ayahuasca? Yeah, before. I mean, I had this desire to learn to be a, a healer. And maybe it's part of my destiny because my mother was a secretary for a doctor when I was a, a teenager. In fact, weekends I would go in and clean the office, and he had a farm. I did farm work for him. I was a, a straight-A student going through school. School was just too easy for me. It really bored me. <laughs> but uh, my mom worked for this doctor, and he told me if I would become a doctor, he would leave enough money for me to go to college. I said, well, how many more years do I have to go to college? Twelve years. Twelve years of school and twelve more years of college? No, no, no. I got to get out in the world. I want to live. Yeah. I have a life to make. Wow. So, and now, you know, 
roundabout way, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a witch doctor or whatever. <laughs> what, what was the process of, of learning from your teacher like? The, the process of learning this particular path with ayahuasca, and in other countries I guess it's not the same, but here in Peru, the, the healers do plant diets. We consider ayahuasca the mother of all plants. And so through consuming ayahuasca, she has taught the indigenous people how to use other plants for healing work. So sometimes you can mix several plants together if they're from the same family, but normally it's just one plant at a time. And the diets depend. Every plant varies a little bit. Maybe you only drink it one time and, and diet an extended period. Others maybe you drink every night or in the morning, but uh, in the diet you refrain from sugar, salt, and sex. Right. Pretty much... Uh, How come sex? Because of the energy. Through, through sex, you, even through masturbation, you're... Just expelling energy, right? Like yeah, just throwing energy like away. So energy? You need to save it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then so after a long enough period of not not having sugar and oil and salt and not having sex, mm-hmm. the the medicines can through work the, in the, your body. The plant you're ingesting through your dreams or when you drink ayahuasca, the spirit of the plant comes and teaches you. So how long do you go on these diets for, typically? The longest diet I ever did was 64 days. Wow. My teacher, Don Jose, who lived here, dieted three solid years. Wow. Non-stop. There's various levels of ayahuasca, the, an ayahuascaro. La, the first level is moraya. The second level is Alta Morai. And then the third level is Banco. What are, the, what are these three levels? What these are the levels? levels of knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So the ay- ayahuasca is giving you knowledge. It's teaching you as you go along. My teacher, Don Augustine, after I had dieted five months, he had me a, a graduation and graduated me into uh, Morai. And, and just recently... Not that it was so important to me, but it was nice. He's like, I, I don't see him very often. He's like, um, Ron, I need to graduate you again. So he had a graduation ceremony for me here within the last month. And uh, it was really nice. So he, he graduated me to Alto Mundo Moraya. He always said before when I started this work, to be a bungo, you had to die one solid year, nonstop. Wow, that seems really difficult. I, I really had that desire when I came here. But due to problems in my marriage, I married a woman so I could live here, which was not the best thing I ever did. <laughs> and so for problems in the marriage, it prevented me from doing diet finally came to a point where I, I started dieting again. And I had the intention when I dieted 64 days to do a year. But I was doing a lot of physical labor. 
no sugar, salt in your body. Yeah, that's You're hard. That's when hard. I drank ayahuasca, I felt like a glob of jello. It was all I could do just to stay set up. I had no desire to want to sing. Wow. So, 64 days, I said, oh, I gotta, I gotta break the diet. Wow. To do a year, I need to not be doing anything. Well, my life don't give me much time to be free. Yeah. When I wanted to do it, I had the time. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, that things changed. But, but uh, now Don Augustine says that your teacher can graduate you your first two levels. To be a banco, spirits will graduate. Because he never did a, a year-long diet either. He did many diets and, and dieted over a course of a, quite a long time, but quite a while, and then he'd break the diet and go be with his family and back and forth, but not once, one solid year. But um, he said one night in his visions, the Yakuruna, which is, uh, lives in the water, kind of like King Neptune, yeah, uh, he's a great healer from the water. Presented himself as a very handsome man, and talked to him and graduated him to the level of bunko. Wow! So he says now he's a bunko. I won't argue with him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Ninety-five years old. He's got much more experience than I can ever dream of. Wow! <laughs> how did how did you learn the Icaros, the song? Do you do you learn that from the master or from the ayahuasca? Normally, you learn from your teacher at first, so you have Icaros to to work with. Uh, I don't know if that happens with everyone, but uh, normally. You acquire your own Icaros also. And and I have several of my own. Some that I sing regular. There's other times they just come. When I'm drinking ayahuasca, maybe I'll smell a flower in a tree. And it's like, and I just start singing. It's just like it just comes open out the, of the, the water faucet and it just flows. <laughs> There's no time to think about it. And... Maybe it's kind of similar to churches that speak in tongues. Right, right. Because I don't know how to translate it. It yeah. just comes out and I, yeah. nothing I can do about it. What 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 do the Icarus do? What are what are you they're, doing when you're singing the song? They're songs? basically to, to call spirits, to entice the spirits to come and work for also protection. Um, when I do healings, I never have a special uh, certain Icaro I use. Here they say to be a healer, you need to be a hollow bone or an empty glass. So for, when I get ready to do a healing and I use crystals, I'll place them around the body and maybe on the body. But I just clear myself just to receive whatever comes through me and just let whatever wants to happen. Wow, that's really beautiful. So yeah, wow. there's nothing pre-planned. What sorts of things can you heal with ayahuasca? Is it is it only is it physical things or only like mental things like No, there's physical illnesses. When I came back to stay for 5 months, I come back with the same woman in her group. When I left on August and said you can come back and stay for 5 months, she's bringing a group in November, you come back with her. So I had to pay her for two groups. A lady came with her who had drank with Don Augustine 
like maybe eight years previous, she was diagnosed with uterine cancer. The doctors wanted to do a complete hysterectomy. Um, she was she translated for the the woman in the group. So she told them, "No, I've got this trip planned. Maybe when I come back, we'll do the hysterectomy." But she really didn't want to do it because she said. It's a violation of my body. Yeah. So when a group arrived with Don Augustine, first we have a meeting, introduce ourselves, and why are we here? Why we want to drink ayahuasca? And he and he gives his input. So we got here, and about halfway through, he says, uh, he said he seen in a dream that this woman was coming for healing. Well. And he said, and that was part of the reason I came back, because I was supposed to heal this woman. <laughs> so <coughs> with this group, we, we did a diet with a tree called Ohay, which is a very strong purgative. I have one growing beside my house. It's not my idea of the place to have it, but that's where it wanted to grow. But... Uh, So you drink the medicine first thing in the morning. Pretty good glass of this resin, this white latex resin. It's not very tasty. <laughs> then you wait a half an hour. And every half an hour you drink a liter of warm water till you drink seven liters of warm water. Wow. So you fill, you're going fill both your ends. Yeah. You're going out both ends. <laughs> so then we had chicken soup with no salt. Then we went to individual bungalows, which was pretty open. It was just a little bed made with a, this palm tree bark, pona. And it was open front. We Any animal could have come in in the night. <laughs> and a mosquito net. And, and each one of us was in an individual bungalow for seven days. And we had we're supposed to eat uh, like a rice porridge and a rice helping of rice, green plantain banana and uh, this fish called bokichiko. But there was no fish, so we got this bowl of this rice porridge, a little helping of rice, and this little piece of banana. I wasn't raised on rice. I was raised on meat and potatoes. Yeah, I was a farm boy. Right. <laughs> we lived in the country, and. Uh, when we had rice, it was rice pudding. So I tasted it. Wow. <laughs> rice with nothing tastes like nothing. <laughs> so that's what I think I'm going to eat is nothing. So for five days, I ate nothing. Oh, wow. And in a short time, there was no more banana. And there never was any fish. They would come in the mornings and, and lunch bring the meal, and they're like, Ron, you need to eat. You're not supposed to talk to me. In this diet, you don't talk to anyone. You can keep a journal if you want. You don't listen to no music. You don't read no books. It's just you and the medicine. Probably one of the strictest diets there, there is, but it's it's really to, to test you also and to really get in touch with yourself. Right. So five days, I ate nothing. Wow. On day six, 
At that time, there was a book came out. It was uh, the Celestine Prophecy by James Redman, which is, and it talked about how maybe people would no longer eat. That we could just tap into the energy fields and feed ourselves. So on the sixth day, it was like when I woke up, I could just like see the energy fields of all these plants, and Whoa. I felt like I could just tap into that. Wow! But also that day. I discovered if I took the little helping of rice and mixed it with the rice porridge, it was not so bad. <laughs> after after five days of nothing, after I'm sure it's not nothing, bad. Yeah, this rice don't taste so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> so on the sixth and the seventh day, I ate. And the seventh day in the morning, we broke the diet. They The women heated water because there was no bath for seven days. And the women bathed us with hot water. That was like, wow, it was like heaven. <laughs> and it was in the time of pineapple, and I, the pineapples reeked in the night. I'm like, I wanted to sneak out and eat one. <laughs> tempting, yeah. It was very tempting. And uh, Don Augustine had a press, and he had like a five-gallon bucket of pineapple juice. And I about OD'd on it. The next day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, that was my first diet. But uh, also... We we drank ayahuasca. No, let's see, we drank it. No, no, no. We drank ayahuasca in the temple once. One time we drank drank in the bungalow on our own. But he had the ceremony in the temple and come around each bungalow and we could hear the him working. And I'm thinking, Don Augustine said, I'm supposed to heal this woman. Right. Nothing's happening. Hmm. Maybe he's just talking shit. <laughs> Maybe he just planted a seed in my mind to try to make it grow. I don't know. But nothing's happening. In our last ceremony, we come out of the bungalows and we went to the temple and it was, they had it boarded up and filled with dirt about like this. You could put a little board under you, set on or set on the dirt and the seats was around the temple that way. So we come in this wide door. I sit to the left of the door and this woman sat to my left but to the corner from me like, more or less like me and you. The medicine come on really strong and quick that night. A black panther came to me. And she had two cubs and I could feel him crawling up and playing on me. But I'd like try to touch him and there's nothing there. <laughs> and I look and here she is in front of me and I can feel her touching me. But when I... There's nothing there. <laughs> and she looked at me and communicated with me telepathically. Like, why'd you call me? Wow. Well, you know, I guess maybe because we're supposed to heal this woman. And then it was like a video game. Poof, I was inside this woman's body. Wow. With this Black Panther. And it was like these guards and sentries, and they like point, go here, go there. And these alligators with their mouths opening and closing, and like, <laughs> kind of like a video game. Uh-huh. And we traveled and traveled and traveled, and we'd come to this spot. And there was an old stone well with a bucket and a rope and a hand crank. And we jumped in it and fell a long ways. And when we hit the bottom, the panther said, this is her womb. 
and it was like a stable of horses. There were these stalls. And in each stall, it was like an umbilical cord connected to this decomposing baby. Horrible. Wow. And we finally got to one, and there was this old woman connected to an umbilical cord. And the panther said, this is the cancer. And with her claws, she ripped her throat out and disemboweled her, and poof, we was back in the ceremony. And she stepped, stayed in front of me. She says, is there something else? I don't guess so. She left, and my vision's pretty much stopped. And then the panther said, we've killed the cancer. Now it's up to her to get rid of it. The next day in our reunion, when I told my story, we broke and went to lunch. And the woman come to me and says, Ron, wait till we come back from lunch and you hear my story. You're not <laughs> going to believe it. And she pretty much told the same story I did, wow, only on the receiving end. Yeah. And a year later, she was in Machu Picchu with a group and was telling people how I had healed her. She had no cancer. Wow. So she never ended up needing the hysterectomy? No. Wow. I know, and that was... Did she know that you, you had a part in, in her healing? Well, Don Augustine mentioned that night in the group. And and after the her, her sharing, she said, I want to talk to you. And she told me, she said, Ron, I've known lots of healers in my life, but I've never known anyone like you. You were so unconcerned about me. I'm like, I don't know why I know that, but I know I cannot be concerned about my patient. I don't want to take on your illness. Right. And uh, I just have to be in a neutral space. I can't feel good about you. I can't feel bad about you. I, I don't feel nothing. I just, I'm like here. And that's that. So that was the first person that, that you the ever healed with ayahuasca. Wow. How many patients do you think you've had in, since then? There was a time where I had pretty regular patients. Even Peruvians came and looked for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you think ayahuasca is for everyone or only for specific people? No, I, I really don't think ayahuasca is for everyone. Do you think if... How, how would you know if it's for you, if it calls to you? Well, anybody who drinks ayahuasca any amount of time normally discover that they've really had very little choice in drinking ayahuasca. She called you. Yeah. And I mean, even when I'd go to the States, I had one place I went in California, and they had like 15 people lined up. And I got there two or three days ahead of time. In California, in they California. were drinking ayahuasca? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people drink ayahuasca in California. But uh day after I got there, two or three people called, uh, this is going on, that's going on, I, I can't make it. Wound up four or five people. My friends, I'm sorry you drove all this distance for such a little, no, no, that's fine. It's ayahuasca working too. It's not their time. Nobody drinks ayahuasca till it's your time. Yeah. She decides who partakes of her. No one else. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, cool. a few years after I'd been drinking, she told me, you know, you think you chose to come here? No. I brought you here. You could have chose not to. That has consequences too. But I brought you here to teach you. Wow. And then. She said, then that's why you never went to college. You were smart, but if you'd went to college, your mind had been full of book smarts, and I could have never taught you the things I need to teach you. Yeah. Is, is ayahuasca still teaching you? Oh, yeah. It never stops. It never stops. Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, even my local friends, when I went home after my 
started this path, they like, so how many years do you have to do this? Uh, when does your learning stop? And I says, I don't think my learning ever stops. I don't even think it stops after we die. Wow. What do you, what do you think happens after we die? Is, does ayahuasca teach you something about that? Well, ayahuasca, the, the word ayahuasca comes from the Quechua language, the Incas. Aya meaning soul or death. Huasca meaning vine or rope. So it's called the vine of the soul or the rope of death. But not that you will die when you drink it. You can experience dying many times. But through learning about death enriches our life. Right. And we all know when we get here, even though we're in denial, that we're going to die. Mm. We were born to die. Yeah. There's no other choice. Yeah. Nobody escapes it. But uh, ayahuasca can teach a lot about death. And then and years ago, I drank with Don Augustine, and I had a really powerful experience. I experienced my death. Wow. I was buried in the ground. And there was like these waves of these searing hot spears that would pierce my body. It was so painful. Ouch. It was horrible. And ayahuasca says, <coughs> maybe when you come back next time, you'll just be a mosquito. You won't be here very long. I believe in reincarnation. I don't know if we come back in human form every time or not. Maybe not. And then it took me to this big iron gate, and in the distance it was a beautiful, beautiful city. But I couldn't pass through the gate. And Ayahuasca says, look, if you wanted to live your life like a normal person, work eight to five and enjoy the weekends, you can do that. But when you die, what you experience tonight, that's what your death is going to be like. But if you do the work you're called to do, when you the day you die, it will be the most glorious event of your life. Then the ceremony, my Peruvian friends like, ¿Cómo estás, Ron? Yo nunca, nunca voy a tomar eso otra vez. I never drink ayahuasca again. Oh, no, I don't ever want to experience that again in my lifetime. For the next year, took me the best part of the year to process that experience. Wow, it must have been really I powerful. drank a few times, but n not with much. I didn't. When I drank, I'm like, oh, God, please don't work. <laughs> 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 and drank very small amounts, but dosage-wise don't have nothing to do with it. Because I've had times I drank a full cup, I'm like, oh, wow. Next time <laughs> drink, I'm twice as strong. Wow. So I'm like, no, no, no. So I went back to the States and started getting in chat rooms. Like, I just want to find a wife, eight to five job. Regular life. I want to go back to, to being normal. <laughs> so I pursued that path for the best part of the year. I met several women and then flew and met them, but nothing really clicked. After a while, I'm like, wow, I'm just running down a dead end road. Yeah. I'm not going to, the answer's not, there's no going back. Yeah. You open Pandora's box, you can't close it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I have to decide what do I want to do. 
So I came here in January of 2000 and did my first month-long diet over here with my teacher, Don Jose Corral. I lived in a hammock in the front of his porch for wow. a month with a mosquito net. <laughs> I was never so happy to lay down flat in a bed in all my life. <laughs> and the mosquitoes would bite me from underneath. Oh, no. And then you stuff the blankets under you, try to... <laughs> so they can't reach through it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then they bring out the spears. <laughs> but uh, I did a 30-day diet, and it was pretty rough because I found ayahuasca very repulsive to drink, and the effects was not very comfortable. So I'm like, I'm going to have to change the way I think about this. If this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to have to learn to like this. So when I drank it, I'm like, boy, this stuff is horrible. It's like dog shit. Yep. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to think it's... My favorite drink is peach juice. So I'm <laughs> going to think it's peach juice. Well, it never got to that, but it helped get it down. <laughs> and sometimes the effects could be so strong. It was so physically uncomfortable. But I finally decided this is the path I'm going to do. And for, boy, better than 10 years... I used to have to tell people, look, the hardest part is from my hand to my mouth. Right. I had to put a gun to my head almost to make myself drink it. <laughs> and then sometimes it can be so strong when it comes on, it's so physically uncomfortable. I have to physically make myself work with it. And it's not comfortable at all. So I, one day I talked with Don Augustine's nephew, Lucho Pandura and Thomas Shaco. He's worked with ayahuasca many years also. I said, Don Lucho, will the day ever come I can say I like to drink ayahuasca? Because I, I tell people, you know, the hardest part is from my hand to my mouth. Yeah. And I, I tell them also, you know, if you don't decide that you'd rather go to town and have pizza and ice cream, I'm all for it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ron, the day will come. I said, but I've drank over a thousand times. When? Wow. No, the day will come. Shortly after that, in the spring of the year, I was in the U.S., in North Carolina. They wanted to drink outside, but it was too cold. And it's not fun to drink ayahuasca when it's cold, because you really don't journey. You just focus on the cold. Right, it distracts you. It's a tropical plant. They don't like it either. Yeah. So... The third ceremony was nice enough to be out on the ground. And that night we drank outside. And I, for many years my relationship with ayahuasca was love and hate. I loved what she did for me. But I hated what I had to go through. But this night it changed. My relationship with ayahuasca became pure love for the medicine. Wow. And it has made working with it so much easier. Uh, so do you like the taste of it now? My ayahuasca don't taste bad. <laughs> Everybody that's drank my ayahuasca tell you, this is the best tasting ayahuasca you'll ever drink. Wow. That's something. Mine, mine's normally sweet. Wow, okay. And there's not, nothing I put in it. It just is that way. If I make pure ayahuasca with nothing else in it, it's sweet. Wow. But, uh, so no, I don't have no problem drinking it. And, and, and I have no problem with the taste of mine at all. And I can drink others, but I hardly ever drink other people's. But uh, like during the quarantine, I went 
and drank with my my student from England. More kind of out of boredom. I mean, my teachers never come and drink with me. I, you know, don't do no reports on me. But it made my student feel good. Sure. And I said, "You run the show tonight. I'm the the patient, and we'll drink your medicine. You do everything. If you want me to sing, ask me to." He said, well, "This is good medicine, Ron, but it don't taste like yours." <laughs> so we drank, and I'm like. It's <laughs> got a long ways to go before it tastes like mine. It tastes pretty, pretty foul. <laughs> yeah. How, how many people have you taught to be sh- shamans? Uh, I've had a lot of students. Not so awful many. I really, through the years, I've really got where I don't really like to work with students because mm. there's too many people want to drink a few times, do one diet, and, be and, done. and I'm a, I'm a shaman. Right. And they want to go and start charging big bucks, and ch- and they don't put the work in. Yeah. If someone's and, never and, drank and, ayahuasca... And I don't really want to talk too much about that. Yeah. Because I have my own personal opinions. Sure. But, uh, and I can reflect a little bit on it. I've got a good friend of mine in Costa Rica. He'll be here on the 13th. He started working with Iboga. Him and his girlfriend is now she's wife. We're both heroin addicts, and they started working in a center in Costa Rica with Iboga. Well, it went under. One of the guys ran off with all the money, so they was kind of left stuck there. So the way I got to know them, the day I was pouring this floor, they called me. I wonder if I'd come to Costa Rica and serve ayahuasca, and I'm like, I, I'd had a wreck with a guy on a motorcycle and it cost me $10,000. It was Oof. not my fault. He had no lights, no license, no insurance. If he'd had insurance, my insurance would have paid. If he had no insurance. But to not have to draw, drag it out in court, I just decided to pay and I paid 30,000 solis and 10 solis every wow. month for three months. Wow. So I wanted to kind of recuperate that. So we're busy pouring concrete and they called and I said, yeah. And then later I'm like, what did I say that for? <laughs> but to make a, a long story short, in the end, he started serving ayahuasca. But he's never done any plant diets. And I don't know exactly how his ceremonies are. I have a little bit of an idea. He comes and drinks with me. He buys ayahuasca from me. And he's tried to do a couple diets, but... He knows it's two kilometers to the highway and a ride to town. So he don't give it his best. <laughs> it cheats the cheats But uh, recently he's been being bothered by a bad spirit or something. He don't really know where it came from. And I'm like, Matthew, you need to diet. I knew you'd say that. So he was going to diet with my friend Lucho Pandura and Thomas Shaco, and I said, that's no problem. He's better set up for it, and I really don't like to go to my camp and have to deal with one person. Mm-hmm. I live at kilometer nine. I have to go to kilometer 23. It's, it's a little bit of a a bother for me. Right. So he, he came and drank with me not too long back. And... 
when he drank with me, he said the bother started. Then I appeared in his visions, and we had a conversation, and it stopped. So he says, Ron, I hate to say this, but I think you're the person bothering me. I said, I won't say yes or no, because my spirit goes and does things I am not aware of. I have no knowledge of. You work with my medicine. You have not done plant diets. So maybe my spirit is punishing you for not doing the work. Huh. You make really good money. But they have a really nice place. It's You have a really private room with your own bathroom. It's like a really comfortable hotel. Right. They can handle eight people at a time. They charge $2,000 for seven days. I charge $700 for wow. seven days. But it's no five-star hotel either. Right. My preference is a rustic in the jungle. Yeah, it seems like that's part part of the struggle is is part of your healing as yeah, well. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. And that's where ayahuasca lives. Yeah. So he also, like Ron, I was going to diet with Lucho, but I consider myself your student. So if you don't mind, I want to diet with you. I said, yeah, but you know, I'm not going to be out at the camp with one person every day. So recently, he's got two friends coming with him. He says, I think with a couple people there, I can manage to keep myself at the camp. So we'll see. He wants to stay for 10 days. Yeah. But he's been drinking. He's like, oh, Ron, it's not you bothering me. It's something else. And recently, he said, it's not only bothering me, now it's starting to bother my people. <laughs> so I've done many plant diets. So I can protect my people. I can go to battle with the brujos, mm -hmm. whatever. Me being a gringo, many people here are very jealous and envious of me. Right. And I'm just me. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing I do, anything special that, but I consider I was born with a gift. Not everybody has a gift. Yeah. And so I have became fairly famous in this line of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes more than I really like because as I started becoming famous, I found that fame takes away from your personal life. Sure. I mean, when you're walking down the street, you got the, and like, oh, I know you, I know you. I, I've, I've seen you on the Internet. I've seen that. <laughs> and I really got things I need to do. <laughs> There's a lot of shamans in the United States. How how would you recommend people that have never drank ayahuasca? How how do they determine whether a shaman is a good shaman or a bad shaman? Because I think that's that's important. I probably just you know on seeing the people that work with them. Right. That's just a good reflection. I mean, just like my student. He has a lot of people come and drink with him. I may not think his work compares to mine, but it's not for me to decide. Yeah. People come and drink with you, they must like your work or they wouldn't come. Right. So I would say more about that than just doing research. But research is good too. I mean, if yeah, you come here fine. and don't know, you can get drug off. A woman can be raped. Right. You don't know. People can try to rob your energy, your soul. Right. There's some, a lot of witchcraft goes on here. Yeah, yeah, it could be scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
And I tell people also, if, if you're on a path of enlightenment, then ayahuasca is probably not your path. Why would you say that? That's interesting. Because I doubt if, because there's too much witchcraft and I have you think a, it can kind of drag you down. Yeah, yeah. So I have a friend of mine. She's a psychologist, and she works with ayahuasca. I've got one of the most extensive libraries on ayahuasca I've ever seen. And one of my last conversations with her, I was telling her this also, and she's like, "But Ron, why do you say that?" No, because of the witchcraft that goes on and 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 other things. She so, so you could probably say that ayahuasca is really very middle world. It's not underworld, upper world. It's, yeah, I mean you can be in the upper world, you can dabble in the bottom world. But uh, yeah, I'd say it's more middle world. Wow. But I, I find it really good with helping me to to understand and cope with life. And, and learning about nature, how the world works, and I mean, with the COVID, when this started, I drank ayahuasca, and she, ayahuasca told me, Mother Earth asked for this. Mm-hmm. We don't treat her very well. Yeah. I mean, we, we pollute her, we, we just rape and pillage and plunder our mother. Do you think yeah. ayahuasca can help us? Regain a connection with Mother Earth and and help clean it up. I, I think to a degree, yeah. If if people but people have to have this desire, right? This wanting to learn these things. Yeah, it's all things. If you don't have the desire to learn, it's very hard to learn. Right. But if you really want to, it's like walking in the park. Wow. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it so much. It was well, we an could, honor. We could talk till the end of the week. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so have you drank ayahuasca? Um, 